0: Welcome to One Tired Teacher, episode 149. Three interesting ideas for Halloween in your primary classroom. Today, we're gonna talk about three things that you can do in your classroom for Halloween. Now, I've been talking about Halloween and books and breathing life into science and all these ideas in the past couple of weeks, but today I'm really gonna narrow in and tell you three things that you can do if you're in a time crunch and you're thinking, oh my goodness, Halloween is like right around the corner. Next week, actually, or maybe it's the week after, but it's coming up really quickly. Hope you stick around. Welcome to One Tired Teacher. And even though she may need a nap, this teacher is ready to wake up and speak her truth about the trials and treasures of teaching. Here she is, wide awake. Wait, she's not asleep right now, is she? She she is awake, right? Okay. From Trina DeBerry, Teaching and Learning, your host, Trina DeBerry. Hey! Are you ready for Halloween in your classroom? (laughs) If you have been opening up my emails or listening to One Tired Teacher, you will know that I have shared some great Halloween literature with you to spook up your classroom on episode 148 and way back in episode 50. I have also talked about three tactics to breathing new life into your science block on episode 147. One of the ways I discussed was incorporating Halloween into science or even adding Halloween makerspace to your week. So let's jump in into interesting idea number one, which is great if you are running out of time and you are in need of some fun activities that get your kids Thinking. You know how I just love to ha- you know, encourage students to love learning and thinking, and I love to help teachers encourage that with their students because I know you care about that so much. And I also know how valuable your time is and how crazy this time of the year can be. So I spoke about this in episode 147, adding Halloween to science. So my first interesting idea is Halloween maker, excuse me, Halloween matter lap book unit. This is such a fun way to teach matter with Halloween. Ooze Halloween eyeballs, green mystery liquid. So, so fun. This unit covers the second grade standards for matter using original informational text told from Wendy the witch. Wendy the witch speaks about now. She's a sweet, friendly, kind witch. So there's no, nothing scary, nothing, nothing dark and mysterious, mysterious so not, no need to worry. Wendy explains observable properties of matter measuring properties of matter with size, weight, volume, and temperature. And then along comes Wilma the witch, another friendly witch, to discuss how liquids and solids change. Something extra fun about this unit is students are creating a lap book, which is kind of like a science notebook on steroids. All of the information is created in a manner that can be included inside the lap book with like mini flip books and tab books, pockets for vocabulary words, such as volume, property, mixture. And my favorite thing about this unit are the hands-on science experiments. There are three that are included that I think are so fun. And one of them is trick-or-treaters explore a matter, which I'm actually going to tell you a little bit about because you can do this you can do this activity without ever even purchasing my um, holiday or my Halloween matter unit. Although I think it would save you a lot of time and it's super fun. But if you want to just do an experiment without that, I'm going to tell you how to do that so that you have something to take away from this. But what the other experiments are eyeballs in a jar and Frankenstein investigates floating and sinking. You'll be doing some analyzing of data, which is a naturally integrated in this unit and it brings a focus on math that totally makes sense for what we're doing and not just I'm gonna have to do what I'm doing in math currently, but actually I'm gonna use mathematical skills that make sense for what I'm doing. If you want or need all of this done for you, and you want it ready to go. You can grab it in my shop on TPT, or you that excuse me, not or that the link will be in the show notes. This also makes really great sub plans because everything is spelled out and included, minus the materials for the experiment. So you'd have to gather that, but everything else is really easy for for someone else to follow. And we're focusing on all of those matter standards, which are really important. All right, let's talk about the trick or treaters explore matter, because I think this can be a really fun experiment for your students. And I lost my, my lost it, I had it and now I can't find it. (laughs) Right in the middle of the podcast. There we go. Okay. So I'm going to bring that up so I can see it. All right. So Trick or treaters explore matter. So what happens here is that the first thing they do is you you're kind of asking that question of what can you observe and infer about what is inside the trick or treat bags. So you're going to get some trick or treat bags and those are really cheap and easy to find. You could even use paper bags if you wanted to, but I think the plastic ones or even the felt ones, those work really well. They they really work the best. So you're going to get three trick or treat bags and you're going to have three balloons inside you're going to label the balloons A, B, and C. And then you're going to have three plastic cups also labeled A, B, and C. And then you're going to have a a pair of scissors. I like to do this per team. I think it's easier to do per team. So if you have three treat bags per team, if you have, let's say you have five teams of four students, which is like 20 kids, hopefully you don't have more than that. But if you do, then, you know, do the math but um if you have three so three times five would be 15 so it'd be 15 treat bags you can get these at like the dollar the dollar general or the dollar store or i i like the dollar store actually because then they're even less and they come in with in a whole like group of them and then the balloons can come in a package. So this isn't too expensive. And and obviously the plastic cups, but you could get like the little the little paper cups that you get, you know, for like dispensers, like those work as well. It doesn't they don't have to be anything special. All right. So then the first thing you do is you kind of go over some words that they might that they might be you know, like that might trick them like the word observe to tell how an object looks, feels and sounds or infer. Use what you know or observe to determine meaning. And inside the matter Halloween unit, I do have a little blurb from Marvin who is dressed up as a mummy for trick or treating, but you don't have to include that. You could maybe just make that little scenario up if you want. But I said, Marvin is dressed as a mummy for Halloween. He, observes his friends carrying Halloween treat bags. Marvin observes the treat bags. He infers the treat bags are solid, but he wonders what might be inside. I just want to give him a little hook and make it a little bit of a mystery because that makes it more fun. So you can make whatever scenario up you want. I also like to add in those vocabulary words so they can kind of understand them in context. And that's the reason for that. All right, so step number one, is you have them now you've already what you are doing in advance. And that's what I should tell you because you actually do get directions. So let me get to that because I think that would be an easier thing to explain to you. What you're going to do is you're going to label, like I said, you're going to label the, the um, bags, A, B, and C. And then you're going to place the balloons also labeled into the trick-or-treat bags. Now you want the the balloons to be labeled because it just so it all, you know, is smooth. And if the balloon, if they take them out and they get mixed up, you, you want them to know which one they are because they're filling in some data on a chart. So you're going to fill the balloons with the following balloon A inside of the trick-or-treat bag is going to have a marble. So inside the balloon, you're gonna put the marble inside the balloon and you might even tie it off and then put it inside of treat bag A. And then Treat bag B inside of that you'll have a balloon filled with water. Now be sure to get as much air as possible out of it before tying the balloon off so that you just, you know, it's mainly full of water. And have students, they're gonna, they're gonna reach into their bags and they're gonna pull out each balloon and they're gonna cut it and then they're gonna dump it into the matching cup. So A will go into A and B will go into B and C will go into C. And so when they cut off the top one of A and the marble comes out, and then B, they're gonna cut it and then the water is gonna come out. If you don't want it to spill all over the place. So have them be really careful when they're cutting. And then balloon C, you're going to blow some air into a balloon and put that into treat bag C. And what you're going to expect is that students will observe that the trick-or-treat bags contain the three objects or uh, substances. And then you will have them, the trick or treat bag or balloon A will contain the solid, which is the marble, and B will contain the liquid, which is the water, and C will contain the gas, which is air. And students may infer the actual object or substance. And if further explanation or you know, is needed or encouraging them, then that to name the state of matter, that's important. All right. So let's talk about the steps the students will take. So students will take step number one. They will gently squeeze the treat bag. A to feel what is inside, and they're going to record in the table below, which has what I observe in the treat bag. So that's step one, and then what I infer, what they think that it is, and then what they observe in the cup. So they're going to make a prediction in the first column under besides A, and then they're going or they're going to talk about. I'm sorry, they don't make a prediction yet. They talk about what they see. So they're. explaining their observation, and then they make a prediction. Is it a solid, liquid, or gas? When they're inferring, that's the prediction in A. And then the last part is what they they actually observed. Were they correct? Was their observation correct? Was it a solid, liquid, or gas? So they're gonna gently squeeze the treat bag and feel what's inside and record their answer in the table below. And then they're gonna repeat step one with the treat bag for treat bag B and treat bag C. You don't want them to open it yet because they then they'll be able to guess it easier. So they're going to do all step one together, make all the observations. And then they move on to step two, which is you know, B and C. And then step three, which is you infer from your observations whether the materials in each balloon is a solid, liquid, or gas. And you're gonna they're going to write the inferences in the table. So this is where they make the prediction. And then step four, they're going to place the cup A, B, C in front of them. Step five, they're going to pull out the balloons from the treat bags. They're going to cut off the top of each balloon, and they're going to pour the materials into each balloon into the cup with the same label. And it's hilarious when they um, are <laughs> when they're cutting the one with the gas because they're like. It's a gas. I don't know. They get so excited for some reason over that one. I think it's so funny because they're like they they think they know what it is, but then when they're actually like it's they just they get they're so excited. Especially if you've done some work around it and you've you've actually done some reading and talking about solids, liquids, and gases, so they just get really excited. And then step six, they observe the materials in each cup and they record their observations in the table. Then they do a little bit of like a summary, like they tell what they inferred about each balloon and. It And I even give them like a chance to say like, I inferred whether each balloon had a blank, a blank or a blank inside of it. So it's really easy for them to like just fill in that part of the blank so that they really can think about what they predicted and what they inferred. And then they tell whether their results supported their inferences. And it says my results blank, my inferences because, and so they give a little bit more information. So you could do totally do this without my materials. You could make that up yourself. You could listen to this again. And you could like work through it yourself. And you they could totally do that on their own. I hope that it makes it easier for you to have it right there for you. Plus, it's, uh, it's really cute. And then they can, they can create that lap book. And then there's other experiments. And then there's that you know, informational texts, which is told by the witches about properties and how, and, and how matter changes, and so it just makes it a lot more fun. And the eyeballs in a jar is is fun, so fun too. So is Frankenstein's investigating floating and sinking. So hopefully that works for you, and you can use that to finish up this month of October. So that was interesting idea number one. Let's talk about interesting idea number two. This is. Halloween makerspace moments and literature. Now, I've also been talking about these, and I do go further into depth about about specific books in episode ninety six. Way back in episode ninety six, and I also talked about literature in at the last episode one forty eight. So, there's also a couple of different options for you to get more information on that. But I love. I have a Halloween Makerspace Moments in Literature bundle. These units focus on the engineering design process and literature standards, such as asking and answering questions, vocabulary, characters, and setting, and more. Like it's just, you know, really dig into some comprehension and then they do an extension with Makerspace. And I, like I said, I speak some more about that. I think these would make a really good sub plan and a pinch as well. And I also wanna remind you of my free Makerspace Masterclass Replay, which is available for viewing. You can sign up for my Makerspace Masterclass by going to Trina Debrey Teaching and Learning and clicking on free Makerspace Masterclass in the menu. Or if you wait a few seconds, a pop-up will appear. You're gonna fill in your name, your email, and then you're gonna be taken right to the Masterclass. You don't have to wait. You get to watch the replay. It is a replay. It's not a live anymore. It's a replay. I'm, I, I'm gonna change up my my live in the future. So this is, this. is I wanted you to be able to see some of the questions people ask and the conversation. I thought that was like pretty cool. So I didn't wanna take that out. So I wanted you to be able to see that as well as if you are there live. You even get a freebie for attending. So then I want you to let me know what you think. So that's available. Also, okay, so th- so that's something that you can do and you can grab those makerspace moments in literature and you can work through close reading and you can do an extension activity with solving the problems from the story and you're working through the engineering design process and that can be really, really fun. And it's, it's, a gr- it's, it's standards-based and it's great in a pinch. So if you're running out of time, that would be my my second interesting idea. And then my final interesting idea is geared more towards kindergarten and first grade. And you could also do it for second grade, especially right now with kids coming back with so many gaps. It focuses on rhyming. It's a Halloween rhyming bundle. It's rhyming made easy and fun with this digital and print bundle. It is perfect for Halloween, for centers or learning stations. All you need is a device and access to Google Drive or OneDrive, or the copy's printed and you are all set. Students will determine if a pair of words rhyme or not. They will match rhyming pairs by dragging and clicking pictures, as well as produce a rhyming word with a picture. And the print version makes teaching rhyming fun and game-like with five fun games and activities, including bingo for four variations of the bingo board. Perfect for centers or learning stations. All right, let's talk about what's included in this pack. We have a class building activity in the print pack. We have a class building activity with trick, trick, treat bags and treats. And the de- there's I give you detailed directions that are included so that you know exactly what to do. There's 28 pairs of rhyming cards, five games perfect for learning stations or centers, and four variations of bingo cards. What's included in the digital pack? You have the directions for Google Drive, Google Classroom, OneDrive, and then you also have 14 pairs of rhyming pitchers. You have response a response sheet that you can either print or it can be turned in through Google Drive. You have self-checking option included in the digital product. You have two sets of matching activities, 14 pictures asking for a rhyming word, response sheet for production of rhyming words. So that's what's included in the digital. It's very similar, but it also has, you know, there's a little bit different because when you're doing a print version, as as far as doing a digital version, there's some things that have to be modified and changed but this is a bundle so it includes both of them and it's really really priced low so <laughs> because i wanted it to be something that you could do and it would be fun but it it's a very affordable so um, rhyming, actually, one of the things to know that rhyming is considered an initial stage of phonemic awareness. And the primary focus is helping on children hear and appreciate the rhyming nature of selected words. The goal is to develop an ear for language. Although some activities can have visual overtones, phonemic awareness is basically oral and should be presented in meaningful, interactive games and activities. And you can find this in my shop as well. So I hope that this gets you through this time of year. Next week, we will be moving away from Halloween, and we will be focusing on time-saving tips. Because I know there is never enough time for teachers. I used to feel like I could work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and I would never be ahead or even caught up. Are you in that boat? That is why I feel it's so important to create these engaging kinds of content for students so that teachers can actually get their time back. You deserve to have a life outside of school. So to make it easier for you, I have linked to the Halloween section of my store. I hope this helps. This one tired teacher is feeling your weight and sending you love and warm wishes. Until next time, sweet dreams and sleep tight.